What's happening, friends? Glad everybody's here. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. I was reading a story about how much money that Fast and Furious 9 is making, and I, it reminds me I never talked about Mike D's birthday party or talked about how good or bad the movie was. And most of us were all there, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think yep. all Everybody. of us were, were there. Yep. Can I tell you that's the worst movie I've ever seen in my life? What? <laughs> it is not. <laughs> no, it is. It is. I, I was with Caitlin, and she looked over at me. I said that to her. I said, I think this is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. And she goes, well, there's... There's one that's worse. And I said, what's that? She goes, the one Lunchbox made us watch that one time called Moonlight Butthead or something. Uh, Box of Moonlight. Yeah. So she still thinks Box of Moonlight's the worst movie ever. But Fast Furious 9, the worst thing I've ever seen. I would have left halfway through it, and I won't leave a movie because I paid money for it. Wow. I don't know. Maybe I just have a soft spot in my heart for Fast and the Furious because I love every single movie in the franchise. Eddie, your thoughts? <laughs> Probably the worst movie I've ever seen, Bones. I'm with Where? you. However... I was pretty entertained for being the stupidest movie I've okay. ever seen. Thank you. It, listen, I've all the Bourne movies, like the Bourne Supremacy, the Bourne Identity, they have shown me that you can be ridiculous while somewhat maintaining a sense of, <laughs> hey, this is real life. These are the dumbest things I've ever... I guess I saw Fast and Furious like one or two. Guys, they went to space in a car. <laughs> in a Fiero. They shot. They, they attached a rocket and sent a car into space. It's the dumb... Now, not saying we didn't have fun. Right. <laughs> Because Mike D had paid for a whole theater, like like two hundred bucks, got a whole theater for all of us. Mike D, does that microphone work? Yes, it does. What is your review of Fast and Furious Nine? They're not supposed to be good movies. They're supposed to be ridiculous. Mission accomplished. They're supposed That's to it. be fun. So I enjoyed it. I, no one told me that. Oh. No one told me that you're not supposed to like the movie. You're supposed to make fun of it. Yeah, they're supposed to be cheesy. Okay. And here's the thing too: we go into this theater and there's twenty of us, and I. The, the person that's always cracking jokes in the movie theater, trying to impress people, are never funny to me because I'm watching the movie. <laughs> I'm watching the movie. I don't need to hear someone go, da, 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 and we all go, ha, ha, ha. It, that person's never funny to me. I will say this, though. Ray was pretty funny when he was doing it. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was. There were a couple times where they were in space, and Ray was like, hello, Earthlings. <laughs> <laughs> so and normally I get annoyed at stuff like that, but Ray, you, you did good. You, you added some levity to a situation where Caitlin and I were just like, is it supposed to be this bad? Are we not in on the joke? So you were the funniest part of the night, Ray. All right, I appreciate it. I'll take that award. Yes, thank you. There'll be no trophy. Uh, okay, we got a big show today. I, I hosted the talk yesterday, which I didn't talk a lot about, but I can tell you about that. Did you see it, Amy, at all? I saw a little bit of what you posted. So no, you did not see it. Okay, thank you, friend. Okay. <laughs> if you guys want to follow me on Instagram, it's Mr. Bobby Bones. And if you want to follow the show, and there are a lot of show clips that go up. Heck, some people I know only follow the show through Instagram clips. Oh, like, wow. yeah, yeah, I heard on the show today. I was like, oh, wait, live podcast? No, Instagram. Oh, <laughs> but that's a really different. a way people consume. Oh, that's mm-hmm. cool. It's at Bobby Bones Show. So Mr. Bobby Bones for me, at Bobby Bones Show for the show. Now it's time to open up the mailbag, which is all these emails from you guys to us. Let's go. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. My husband and I have been married for a little over 13 years. Only because of personal preference, neither of us have any tattoos or body piercings beside my ears. Lately, I've been thinking about getting my nose pierced. I think it'd be fun and cute, but my husband does not agree. He says I have natural beauty and feels like piercing would take away from that. However, I really want this. And not only do I want to do it, I want him to go with me when I get it. He tells me to get the piercing if I want to. He's not going to go, though. Am I wrong for wanting him to be there when he clearly doesn't want to do it? Or is he wrong for refusing to go? We've argued about it. We'd like an outside opinion. 
please help me shed some light on this very trivial situation. Thank you, DB. First of all, let me say this. You want to get your nose pierced? I don't care if you're 90 or 12. Well, 12, you have to ask your parents. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you get the point I'm making. If you want to do it and it makes you feel good, go get it. I don't think we should make any rules based on our age. But we can, if you want to do it, I hope you do it. I hope you love it. And if you don't love it, take it out. Let the hole grow back. That's, that's what's cool about piercings. I don't have any. I say that. Um, I think you have a win by him going, hey, just go get it. I think that's a win for you because that was an argument for a while. I don't think you force him to go with you. He doesn't want to go. Heck, he didn't want you to get it. And finally, he was like, you know what? If it makes you feel good, you go get it. I think you take one of your friends with you. You go get it done. You go home. You're like, hey, look at my nose piercing. Also, Betty's going to like it more than he thinks he's going to like it too. Yeah, he might be picturing like this big old thing. Well, I don't know. She didn't specify, but I'm picturing a cute <laughs> little diamond. With her septum pierced. It's that bull yeah. ring in her nose. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah. Because I don't like that. Me neither. Well, that's the next level. That okay. is next level. My personal preference is that's not for me. No. Like if Caitlin came home with a tiny nose ring, I'll be like, wow, I wasn't expecting you to get that. But that's, that's, that's cute. I like it. If she came up with that bull ring in her nose, <laughs> oh, that'd be tough. So man. what if, like, what if that's what you wanted? And then uh, you know did. what? If she wants to go get it, she should go get it. Okay. So go get it. Don't drag him along. There's already a small victory in the fact that he's like, hey, you go do you. Go take one of your friends. Go have some lunch. Go live your life. But I don't think he needs to sit there as it goes boom, through your skin. Right. Because he really. He, he doesn't want it to happen. He doesn't want it. Yeah. You already won. You already won. So DB, congratulations. Let us know how the piercing goes, but you do not need to drag your husband along. Anybody disagree with that? Nah. Speak now, forever hold your mailbag peace. No. no, I mean, I just like it's, it's a word of advice to the husband. It'd be really good if he changed his mind and decided to go and support her because he knows it's something she really wants. Um, but I don't think she has to expect for him to go. Yeah. Maybe cool if he did. Yeah, yeah. Hey, sure be cool if he did, bro. Hey, <laughs> husband, if you're listening, just uh, get some points here. But DB, we do not think he has to go with you. If he does not want to go, don't make him go. Oh, those initials, DB. <laughs> like D-bag? Mm-hmm. Don't think, okay. <laughs> I didn't think about that. You didn't? Your mind goes, Amy's been tw- very 12-year-old minded over the past few months, huh? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Every time you keep saying DB, I'm like, oh, is she DB? I'll be honest, no. I thought it too. You yeah, did? Yes, <laughs> thank you. I'm not alone. <laughs> I, I did. All right, there you go. That is the mailbag. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. All right, Morgan, if they want to reach out to us, what do they do? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. All right, the question is, if you won a lifetime supply of the last thing you bought, you'd have blank. Amy. Tampons. Oh. Sorry. That's good. A lifetime supply. I mean, it actually save a lot of money. Oh, yeah, I would save so much money, which, fun fact, you can use your, you know, whatever your healthcare spending money on those types of products. So, you know, it's a separate way that you have to charge it and be intentional about it. Like if you're at the drugstore or Target or wherever, but you can pay for that separately and use that money. What's a healthcare spending money? Your health, like if you go to the doctor, do you have a different, we have a different card from our company insurance. You I do. Don't. Yeah, you do. You may not have opted for that. <laughs> oh, did you not? Well, it's pretty awesome. And a lot of people don't know about that. So I was just going to throw it out there just in case. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do know that next year when it comes around, Caitlin goes on my insurance because we'll be married. Mm. Oh, that'll be fun. Which is pretty exciting. If you want a lifetime supply of the last thing you bought, you'd have blank. Eddie? That's fantastic. Sunflower seeds. Yeah. Every- Eddie is sunflower seed guy. You know how we all like to have be a guy at something? If we're hanging out, he's like, hey, man, what do you want? Do you want uh, chili? Do you want dill pickle? Do you want normal? How the flavor? Well, he's- the Biggs company has like 
10 different flavors of sunflower seeds, and I love them all. Cool Ranch. Remember back in like the 90s, someone would open up their jacket and they'd have watches. They're like, hey, I'm selling mm-hmm. you a watch. I feel like Eddie's sunflower seed guy with that. <laughs> Which one's your favorite? The dill pickle. Yeah, it's so mm-hmm. good. If you want a lifetime supply, the last thing you bought, you'd have blank. I bought, and I'm wet, ready for it to come in, I bought a sleeveless Creed human clay t-shirt. Why is it sleeveless? Workout shirt. Oh. And it says Creed human clay. So you have a lifetime supply of that? I would, yeah. I mean, I don't really, but that's the last thing I bought <laughs> on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole game. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> I mean, I'm fortunate. You have a lot of those. Yeah. <laughs> that's a bummer. Lunchbox? Uh, it would be air mattresses. What'd you uh, buy one of those for? Because my wife and I were going to visit my cousin, and he doesn't have enough beds, and so we needed somewhere to sleep. So we had to buy an air mattress to take with us and sleep in his apartment. Morgan? A skillet cookie. I just went to a restaurant and ordered the dessert, and it's a skillet cookie with ice cream and caramel and chocolate on top. Well, you Yum. You bought yeah. a whole skillet cookie? Yeah. That comes already made? So, no, like, so I went to a restaurant, it was on the dessert menu, and they bake it in a skillet, a cookie, and they brought it out to me, and that's what I had for dinner. Oh, I thought you bought it from... Yeah, no, got like it. a little iron no, skillet. Mm-hmm. Raymundo, last one. You got a lifetime supply, the last thing you bought. What is it? Kind of boring. I went upstairs to the vending area, and I got two cheese sticks, so bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of... Yeah. So you're spending your money up in the vending machine up there? Uh, the area, we have a whole area now. It's like a mini gas station up there. It is awesome. But did you have to sign up for that account? No. It just, How did uh, you pay for it? charges you like four cents more. I'll live. Oh, oh. I didn't even know that oh, was I didn't an know option. I didn't buy anything. I thought we had to have some special card. No. Oh, well, well good for you for letting us know. Well, it now is we like, know. It's like there's all oh, kinds of food that's up there. That's amazing. I'm going to go up there next. Bobby Bones. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Riley Green is releasing a new project, Behind the Bar, this Friday. It will have seven songs, and to kick off the new project, he will stream his sold-out show in Chicago Thursday night on his YouTube page. Dirks Bentley just scored another number one song with his latest hit gone, and he talked all about it. I love the title. I love a good classic country wordplay of, you know, ever since you left, I've been gone, but he actually hasn't gone anywhere. I love the groove. I love the way it feels. You know, one of the good things about not writing the song is I can brag on it. Blake Shelton and Reba McIntyre are the two country acts performing for Macy's 4th of July Fireworks Spectacular. The show will be on NBC 4th of July night at 8, 7 p.m. Central Time. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. Come on. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. Isaac Sanchez, man, he's had a string of bad luck. Back in February, he broke his knee, and then he got really sick after that with COVID. And then after that, he got his car stolen from outside his work at at Papa John's. And so he was a delivery driver, so that was really bad. But they found the car, and they said it was working, so he drove it around for a few days. But they had sawed off the catalytic converter, which made the car catch on fire. (laughs) So this guy's life. He had nothing. So the car's on fire, and the president of Papa John's heard about this, said, you know what? Isaac, you've had some bad luck. We're going to gift you a brand new car. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So the president that, of Papa John, that's not Papa anymore, right? He got in trouble for saying some, some bad stuff, no, right? Papa's not involved Papa anymore. Papa not buying him the car? <laughs> no. no. it's another guy named Keith Sullins. Oh, Keith Sullins. Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> Dang, that guy had a run of bad luck. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah pretty bad. You ever heard the, the, the phrase, if it's not for bad luck, you have no luck at all? No. You never heard that? Never heard that. Man, give it the time. Hey, give it the time, I have man. not either. But I, I've heard when it rains, it pours. Yeah. That'll work too. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Amy, so what's going on with your daughter? Because I was talking to her, and it sounds like she might have a boyfriend. No, it is not a boyfriend. 
I think she now has friends that are boys, and maybe there's a group of girls and a group of boys, and they all kind of like each other or like the girl. I don't know. Listen, this is hard for me to talk about because I just do not want her to be at the boyfriend-girlfriend phase because she's only 14. No, that's the phase where it happens, I know. I guess I have to just breathe and face the reality that, yes, crushes are going to start to happen, and, yeah, there might be... Yes, yes, I think she has a crush. <laughs> okay, and and she told me that too, and I was like, good for you, and I didn't want to make a big deal about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if I made a big deal about it, she wouldn't want to talk about it. Because mm-hmm. if you're like, ooh, then she's like, uh, and then nothing comes out. But I was like, oh, that's cool. It's, you should have those. You were at church camp. That's awesome. Yeah, like I remember going to church camp and like, yes, meeting bo- boys and <laughs> like it being a thing. Like I have memories of that. So of course I want her to... Have a good experience. And so far, I've met some of the boys, and they're super nice and awesome. And hopefully, they can all just hang out and keep it friendly. Yeah, I doubt that. Here's the thing. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let they me tell you about church camp for me. Yeah, tell me. Church camp in eighth grade. What grade is she in? She's, yeah, eighth. Okay, mm-hmm. so, yeah, same age. Um, I remember they raised some money at church for me to go on a scholarship because it cost like 40 bucks. We didn't have 40 bucks. So, they were nice enough to raise the money for me to go. Went to Spring Lake Church Camp. And every day... They had these paddle boats that had two people in it. You get in the paddle boat and there's a, you have a seat, the person has a seat, and you would get your church camp boyfriend or girlfriend to go on a ride with you. I obviously didn't have a girlfriend. I was just you know, a little dirty kid from Mountain Pine. And so I remember asking every day of the four days that I was there, maybe five days, I would ask three girls to go on the um, paddle boat with me. I made it a point. I'm going to ask three different girls. I'd write them a note or I would have a friend do it or I would do it. And do you know, I asked like 12, 13. Do you know, I remember this. You know how many said yes? How many? Zero. None. Mm. I did not one single girl went on the paddle boat with me. And I asked over and over again. But you not, didn't give up. I did, oh, I didn't give up. But I also didn't get it. Like, I didn't. That is called, I should have given up. <laughs> right. I just wasted time. Because all I would do is obsess about the next girl I was going to ask. And I know I for sure asked 10. Because I remember getting to 10 and it being zero and going, well, I might as well just keep asking. <laughs> Not one girl went on the paddle boats with me. And it wasn't like we were in the ocean. It was a pond. It was like a backyard pond. Someone could have just said yes as a charity. Yeah. They didn't, though. I would have think that you'd they find didn't. one that would. They And I still have not so fond memories of that church camp because well, that's all I did. You finally got a girl to say yes at 41. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it took that long to get Caitlin to go on the paddle boat with me. That's true. Yeah. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Dirk Bentley. What's up, buddy? You in your backyard or what? I am, man. Back here. Got my dog, Emmy, right here. Sweet Emmy. And uh, Bear, come here. Oh, he actually Coming listens up. and comes to you when you call him. How amazing is that? He does. Yeah, it's a, con- it's a training. It's, it's a good thing. And so which uh, state are you in right now? I'm home in, uh, well, I'm in Colorado, which is feels like home. So. And you spent most of last year there, right? I spent all last year here. Yeah, we came out in March and then uh, everything stopped. And so I just put the uh, the kids in school here. And we stayed here and uh, came back to Nashville uh, in January and uh, started working on some music. And uh, then I'm, I'm back out here now and, and uh, still working on music. <laughs> Can you roam <laughs> around stopped. where you are in Colorado without people stopping you and being like, that's Dirk Bentley? Yeah, no, totally. That's one of the things I love about it here. I'm just the guy that likes to get outdoors. And uh, most of my friends here are biking and hiking and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, so it's just a good community of people here. I just played the uh, the bluegrass festival here in Telluride. And uh, so that was the first time a lot of people had heard me play music or even uh, had you know thought about me in that way. So it's it's good. It's a good group of people. And I feel like I'm able just to be, uh, you know, just be myself here. 
I see um, he's outside now, but I see on Instagram he's always doing something. Dirk Bentley's on. He's he's hiking. He's biking. He's riding skateboards. At my age, I kind of feel like I've got to pick, you know, not do them all at once. Are you not worried about being injured at all? I am. I hurt my my neck has been hurting me, old man stuff, you know. But uh, like I have a C four C five disc that's pressing against my nerve, which makes my right arm kind of go dead from time to time. But uh, and I took Ow. a big fall. I was doing like a hundred mile gravel bike race. It took me seven hours, and I went over the handlebars on mile sixty, hit my head really hard, hit my hip really hard. But uh, I was worried that since the disc is already pressing against my spinal cord, that's not a you, you kind of want to avoid uh, like neck and head injuries as much as possible. So I worry about it a little bit, and I try to do some stretching and stuff. But uh, that sounds terrible. Man, you got to get it while you can. It's like a terrible <laughs> injury. Have you, you seen a doctor about this? You wrecked, You went over yeah. the top of your bike 60 miles into a 100-mile oh, race? Man, I, yeah, I was going down this gravel section trying to make up time. I was the downhill section, finally. And uh, I was probably going like 30, and I just couldn't make the turn and just veered off to the, the right, and I knew it was going to be bad. But luckily, I think your body just kind of knows how to like protect itself. And I full endo and hit my head and my hip, but it was kind of a, the best fall I, I probably could have had and was able to finish the the ride um it hurt for a little while but you went uh, 40 more miles after that wreck yeah yeah <laughs> what are you chasing gotcha. here i need to be psychologist for a second what are you chasing here with all this extreme stuff right now dirks i yeah i think for me when everything stopped last year some people like used the time to go you know deep diving into writing and, and deeper into music i did the exact opposite i kind of ran away kind of like the song gone says i kind of just ran away from from music and made up been making up for lost time just being outdoors i spent the last 20 years which i loved but i've been on a tour bus or backstage in a gravel parking lot or hung over and tired and just you know or, or fired up on red bull and vodka ready to rock and i just needed a, a i needed to kind of shift the paradigm a little bit so i just changed a lot of things and uh i've just been making up for um that, that lost time by being uh outdoors and and I used to love biking. I just haven't had a chance to do it as often. So um, in the last uh, last year, I kind of got after it a little bit more. Dirk Bentley's on with us. Let me mention this. His upcoming amphitheater run, the 2021 Beers on Me Tour, will kick off yes. with Riley Green and Parker McCollum August 13th in Salt Lake City. Tickets for the entire tour up at dirks.com. Let me ask you this about your live shows. What song five years old or more do you hear the largest crowd pop from whenever you start the song? Oh, gosh, that's a great question, man. Five years older or more. I mean, still, what was I thinking is still a huge part of the show. Uh, I Hold On, is that five years old? That song is... Uh, that's probably five years oh, old. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's probably the song. I feel like, you know, it's fun. We just did, did a five-day run to the South about a month and a half ago. We played all these kind of iconic country bars you always want to play starting off, uh, like Cotton Eye Joe's and Blind Horse Saloon and... It was 2,000 people packed in there. It's such a great way to get back on the road, to go back and play those, just like you would know, playing the smaller clubs. It's like you can't hide. They're just right there in front of you, and you got to be on your game or not. So it's a great way to get back into it. And I feel like uh, you know, I started those shows off with Gone, which is a new song, and that was great to hear the little bit of the, oh, my gosh, it's that song. But I Hold On is just a song that connects everybody. It's, it's, uh, you got the party songs, you got the heavier songs, but I Hold On is just a song that everyone feels like they can – kind of have their own story for and uh just feels personal to everybody maybe because it's so personal to me let's talk about gone for a second it is your latest number one uh yeah so when you record this song was this an instant hey we got to send this right to radio i 
was out here and the song came to me on the computer thanks to nicole galleon and ben johnson and nico moon and uh my my wife heard it and she made me start working it up i was like i can't it's too the range is too much you know it's at that low par and it goes high it's too rangy for me and she actually has a video of this of us upstairs in our my house here and uh and she uh she has video of me like trying to work it up. I, I think I flipped her off and told her to F off. I'm like, I'm in such a bad mood. I didn't want to go. I don't want to, I just didn't really want to work on music. I was gone. And, uh, I started working it up and it, you know, it's so it's funny how it got its start. It was really cause my wife was, was beating me up cause she loved the song. And, uh, yeah, I think I knew pretty much when we'd written it or when we recorded it, that, um, just felt great. I did it with David Garcia as a producer and I had some Jerry Douglas come in and put some Dobro on there. And, uh, but still has that big low end that, uh, David's great doing and um i just love the way it sounded and i love the idea of this song that sounds like a kind of a covid title but it's really a relationship song and kind of uses that as a metaphor for something we've all felt in the last year uh yeah so it's just i'm really thankful for that tune man i'm, I'm thankful to the songwriters back in nashville and and uh i'm excited it's almost number one well it is number one that's right it yeah, is number, number one, one. <laughs> it <laughs> is i don't know count your chickens they hatched he's been all gone right. all right <laughs> uh dirk's Dark says a, a big festival happening. Um, and, yes. And so with this, this Seven Peaks, that's how many peaks, right? Seven peaks? Seven peaks. There's seven, seven 14ers visible from the campsite. Seven peaks. You sell a 420 elevation VIP package. Did you come up with yeah. that number yourself? Did you get a giggle in when you set that price? Really like 420. We usually announce the tour on four, uh, the festival on 420 as well. Yeah, I like I'm all, all about 420. Can I, I mean, get a, and, uh, a $69 discount? <laughs> <laughs> That's the Hot Country Nights stage, actually. Yes, the Hot Country Nights on Friday night, it's a $69 discount. Yes. And you and Urban are the headliners. I'm right about that, right? You and Keith Urban? Yeah, Keith. So thankful and uh, that he's going to come out there and do it. And, you know, I. Not to go into sales pitch mode, but anyway, you can ask any fan. You can ask Keith the day after he plays the festival. I mean, it's it's it is the best one out there because it's just the most it's it's just the most fun. Even without music, just being in that area for Labor Day weekend when it's you know 100 degrees everywhere else, and here it's like 70 degrees. You're up in the mountains, and it's just a Colorado vibe of everyone being laid back and and cool. And I can actually walk around the whole festival and go talk to people and and check out their tents or their you know their glamping setups. And it's just it's mellow. It's a uh, it's fun when the show starts, but it's just a good vibe. And uh, Keith's going to love it. Miranda played it one year, and she was supposed to leave the next day. She didn't. She stayed over for the next two nights. Um, it's just got a great, great energy. I'm super happy Happy it's happening. I didn't know if we'd get renewed after uh, COVID because we're not making any money yet. And so it's, it's a, I'm thankful Live Nation is, has agreed to take another shot on it. And I hope they do make money on it. I don't care about the money. I just want to be able to hang out in uh, Buena Vista, Colorado, every Labor Day weekend for a week. Well, we're having a couple festivals ourselves, Bobby Fest in Texas and Kansas. I like that. Well, hold on a minute. We only had to do that because we still haven't been invited to play the Seven Peaks. So oh, just, come on. We haven't. Listen, I'm looking at well, I, I mean, like that. <laughs> Here we go again. YMCA. <laughs> just to stay All right, listen. You, you, you're doing great, kid. You have 19 number ones now. That is, that is yeah. insane. 19 number one songs. You got another one here with Gone. Congratulations! You are you're killing it. Your hair is long. Your beard's long. Are you gonna do any sort of like trimming, or is this just the new Dirks? Uh, my son also has equally long hair, so I think we're gonna go in and get matching haircuts. Not sure what we're doing yet. He's got some hockey camps coming up, so I think we got to keep. We're gonna have to keep the flow uh, for that. But um, I don't know what I'm doing. I've just uh, the shows. You know, the tour starts in late July for real, and uh, 
figure it out. Just uh, enjoying living. You look great. You are great. Congratulations, Dirks. Uh, let's play Gone Thanks, now. Thanks, man. Your number one Hi song this week. Around the room there. I heard, heard Amy over there. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, how's my seat? Oh, it's not in here. So oh we my, had a, well, we got a new studio. So we got new chairs that match the studio. the The chair is still here. It's too in, small for her table in the building, but it doesn't. Unbelievable. Like we still have it though, so the seat is doing well. I'm just not currently sitting. Well, I knew I knew Bobby subbed me out for John Party a long time ago, but I figured I'd always have you <laughs> as my my ride ride or die. Yeah, I can't well, believe it. The oh, chair's here. Wow. I'll go find it in a minute. There he is, wow. everybody. Dirk Bentley. All right, <laughs> see you, Dirk. All right, bye. Bye bye. Get a lot of voicemails from you guys. We we appreciate that. You can call us anytime. Eight seven seven seventy seven. Bobby. That's the number. If we're not on the air, the voicemail will pick up. 877-77-BOBBY. Here you go. Here's the first one. Hey, Bobby Bones. Morning, studio. Hey, this call is for Lunchbox. I just wanted to let him know that I'm still thinking about Eddie's walk for charity, how much (laughs) money he raised, how much news he was on, how awesome it is. Go, Eddie. We love you. Bye-bye, guys. (laughs) <laughs> Why do we play that? I like it. So we're not bringing it up, though. That was the deal. She brought it up. I have no problem with that. Yeah, but we're if we get that on the voicemail line, we don't need to play it. We just hit delete and move on with our lives. Like, I mean, we don't need bad callers like that. All right, Stephanie from Arkansas. Here's a voicemail. Good morning. Just had a morning corny for Amy that I heard the other day and thought was really cute. What is Whitney Houston's favorite type of coordination? And I, I love you guys. Love the show. Wow. That's pretty funny. Yeah, and she can sing. Yeah, that helps because yeah. in her delivery for sure. Yeah. Uh, one more. Next one. Hey, I have a tell me something good. She said the Chick Fil A drive through line and the car broke down and got stuck. And the Chick Fil A workers are pushing them through, and then they gave them their food all for free. Anyway, I thought that was really cool. Wanted y'all to know about it. Uh, thank you for sharing that. There you go. Leave us a voicemail anytime, especially if it's about you know who. Rhymes with ready. <laughs> yeah, we'll take those. Yeah, if you want to celebrate ready, well, I don't know who that is. I just, uh, ready and it's rock. We'll call it that. The Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So Jana Kramer is hitting back at some people online who have criticized her for calling herself a single mom. So she straight up looked up the definition and it's pretty much a parent who has the kids more than 50% of the time. And then she put a little wavy hand being like, yep, that's me. So yeah, she's a mom and she's no longer with her husband. So she can call herself a single mom and there doesn't need to be haters. Why is this a debate? Well, like, I, why would someone say she's not a single? I, what am I missing here? Yeah, I I have no idea. Maybe because she's successful and has help that's what it or is. something. Yeah, yeah, and she's that's like, what, no, I'm I'm a single mom. So. I don't even know if she has help. I'm not sure what she's doing with those kids. Um, I know she loves those kids, and also people are just hating on her probably because she has money. And they're like, well, that's not a real like. My mom was a single mom. We didn't have any money. She raised two kids by herself. While trying to figure out how to sometimes work two and three jobs or no jobs at certain times. But that's okay. There can also be single moms who are raising two kids with help and with money. Yeah. There's still a lot of emotional, uh, there's still a lot of emotion and, and caring that has to be given by that single mom. Yeah. You're the one. I mean, I was raised by a single mom and like she was the one that was responsible for making sure I was doing my homework at right. night and that I was going to bed on time and like my dad wasn't the one there doing all of that even though he helped support us and whatnot. Okay, so Victoria's Secret, got to give them a shout out because 
They have featured a realistic bikini model and people are praising them. They put up a post on their Instagram if you want to check out a photo of the model, Jill Courtleave, who they used. And she's curvier than most Victoria's Secret models and wasn't airbrushed. And so a lot of people are like, yes, finally a real body. So. Well, I wish they would airbrush me more, if I can just say that. Some of the pictures they put up of me places. Yeah. Like, I, I'm the opposite. Like, I'm glad they're showing people real bodies, but me, have at it. I mean, heck, cut my body off and put a new body on my head. No. I got no, I got no problem with that. Didn't that happen to, who did happen that happen to? Happen to Andy. To? Andy oh. Roddick. Yeah. On like Men's Health. They put his head on somebody else's body. And he's a big old dude. He's a big muscular guy. Uh, Bethany Frankel's foundation. You know, we had her on the show yesterday. So this story just stood out to me. And obviously the condo that collapsed in Florida is just so heartbreaking. But her foundation, Be Strong, has raised over $250,000 for victims so far. And they're providing housing and supplies for displaced families. So just wanted to give Bethany, a shout out and her foundation, Be Strong. That's fantastic. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. When Zania was a little girl, she was living in a woman's shelter with her mom. They were, you know, having a rough time. And she was like, Mom, I want to give back now that I'm 14. I want to give back to those people that helped us. So she started Z Feeds Go-Go Bags, where she gets non-perishable food items, personal hygiene products, and water, makes little gift bags, and gives them out. She's made 800 so far, and she just won a grant for $3,000 to make more bags. Wow. How old is she? She is 14 years old. Wow, she figured out how to get a grant. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what a grant was. That's what you hear. That she well, did the yeah, paperwork to get a grant. Yeah. And this is not an easy thing to do. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a good story. Shout out to her. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. If someone is single, they're most likely on dating apps all the time. That's the story here. But just made me think of Morgan. Did you delete all yours? Oh, yeah, they've been deleted for a couple months. We haven't really mentioned on the show that Morgan has some secret boyfriend now. I'm not asking anything about him. <laughs> but are we getting any closer? We're getting there. Not, I think I think may, maybe after your wedding I'll be ready. Not today. Not today. But you still have a, and it's also, you know, I feel a little nervous even going, hey, do we, is this still happening? Because if you come on and go, no, sorry. Then, I, then I would awkward. tell you guys like, hey, it's not happening anymore. But no, it's going really good. Still have a boyfriend. Morgan number two has a secret boyfriend called wow. Rocky, Rocky Balboa who fights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we'll check in. And you've deleted all your apps. All the apps are deleted. I'm in a very committed, serious relationship. Very serious. committed, serious. Wow. Like just throwing that word out there. Serious. <laughs> all right. But don't ask any but questions. But nothing else, right? No more asking. And not for now, but after I think after your wedding, I'll be ready. Okay, there you have it, friends. Um, let's go. Does over. she have? Is she have a? Have we no. talked about this? She no, doesn't. Have a plus she one. does I know. not. She doesn't have a plus one. And it's serious. I awkward awkward time to get a boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Time to go over now and do the morning corny. The morning corny. What's the difference between black eyed peas and chickpeas? <laughs> What's the difference between black eyed peas and chickpeas? Well, Black Eyed Peas can sing us a song, and Chickpeas can only hum us one. Chickpeas. Oh, that, that, you know what? That's the stretchiest joke we've ever had. I mean, she's, re- <laughs> she's really. Okay, Hummus here's the joke. Black Eyed Peas can sing one. You yeah. know, let's get it started. Oh, because they're a band. Let's get and it. Chickpeas are what make hummus. Yeah. You just had to go too many places on the map for they that one. They can hum us one. Oh, hum. Okay. I mean, I had Got another it. one, but it's too dirty. Well, yeah, then don't say it here <laughs> this early in the morning. I know, we have to do it. Save it for after dark. Well, you can say it and we'll bleep it. Because we're on a 27-second delay. 
You sure? Is it really, really bad, Amy? But we'll bleep it. Raymond, you got the bleep ready? Mm. If I start yelling bleep, bleep. Okay. Here we go. Well, why can't you hear rabbits making love? Why can't you hear rabbits making love? I don't know. Because they have cotton balls. <laughs> bleep! <laughs> we'll put it up on the podcast, unbleeped. A listener sent me that, by the way, with okay. a graphic. <laughs> Ray, bleep. Do you bleep that? Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can go hear it on the podcast. What, what's happening here? I don't know. On the phone right now is Carly, who is in Oklahoma. Carly, what's going on with you? I am calling because I got married in February, and I we went skiing on our honeymoon. And I fell and injured myself really, really, really badly on our honeymoon. And it turned out really traumatic very quickly. That's Um, awful. Just one, skiing and hurting yourself, but on your honeymoon. Did they have to get like the ambulance and stuff involved? Yeah. So a snowboarder, well, first of all, we had to sit on the side of the mountain for 20 minutes because I had no service and my husband's son was like dying. And so we had to wait for someone to come get us. But yeah. Did did you wipe out? Did you tear your knees? Well, tell me what happened with the injury first. So I have what they call a tibial plateau fracture. That's where my ACL just shattered the whole top of my tibia. Instead of tearing, it just pulled the bone off. And you're you're just sitting there on the side of the mountain, not able to do anything because you have no cell service, right? No. And this is your honeymoon. Yeah, let me just (laughs) reinforce this is your honeymoon. Wow. Okay. So a snowboarder comes down and sees you guys and saves you. Is that true? A local stopped and she called ski patrol and then a snowboarder from ski patrol just pulled me down the mountain basically in a little papoose thing. Were you in crazy pain or were you just in such shock that it didn't hurt that bad? I was in crazy pain. I mean, I was screaming on the side of this mountain and like he kept stopping on the way down. Are you okay? Are you okay? And I was like, just go. I just need to get to the bottom at this point. This is on her honeymoon. How many days into the honeymoon? So we had three days left on the honeymoon. So we were about halfway through. Okay, so everybody knows the story, right? Yes. Got it. She, she's going down halfway through. Basically, her, her leg falls off. She's dragged down. So then what happens? So then we get to, to the bottom. They say we can tell by, based on an x-ray that your ACL is not, deta- like it's not attached anymore. So they just assumed it was that. Long story short, I mean, we had to drive from Durango, Colorado, back to Ardmore, Oklahoma. So oh. it was a long 12-hour drive. Okay, I, I ski. Where she was skiing, probably. That's so fun. And so now what? So I we're, you know, probably about four months out from surgery. Um, I'm probably going to be recovering for the next six to seven months. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a long process, but I'm definitely doing better. So I'm seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. But... Um, my thing is, I want to set a goal for me and my husband to try to redo our honeymoon. Um, he's kind of erring on the side of, like, financially right now, like, we took a hit from you not working for so long. Like, we need to focus on our house and, like, our family and all of that. And so I, I'm i just trying to kind of set it as a goal. And he's like, we need to just focus on other things. So I wanted to kind of get y'all's opinion. Because for me, when I think of a honeymoon, it's just trauma, basically. Can you do like a half moon? Yeah. Meaning, yes, it's going to cost a little bit of money. but And I also understand that you need some goal to, to shoot for other than just getting back to normal. I mean, what kind of goal? I mean, you want to get back to normal, but that isn't extremely inspiring to work hard to go get back to normal. Like, I get it. So can you do like a two-day weekend trip where you still get something that makes you feel good, like a honeymoon makeup, and he's also not going, man... Like, this is so much money. Like, can you have that conversation with him? 
Yeah, I think we could. Um, we have, and then add on, I have weddings and bachelorette parties and all that stuff coming up. So I have more things to be paying for. And so he's just like, we just got to focus on getting past this stage, moving on. So I think that might be a good compromise of us just trying to find a place. I think this is what I do, too, because all the expenses stink. I'm going through expense um, H-E double hockey sticks right now as well with a bunch of stuff. House, uh, obviously wedding, uh, the Mike D's wedding. Let me tell you, the boy throws a fancy wedding. You got to fly <laughs> down there. So uh, this is what I would do. I would show him how you're saving money during this process for all with all the expenses that you guys are going through. Be like, hey, I'm really going to make an active effort to be diligent about not spending a lot of money during this process. And I want to take that money we're saving and put it over for a trip. And then hopefully when I'm all better, that will that we can go on like a two-day trip. I think if you can just show that, he's going to lean more on your side of doing that. Instead of you just going, ah, let's save some money and go. It's like, watch, we'll save money. I'll show you how we're saving money every single step of the way. I think that's probably the road to travel down to get him to go, yeah, I feel good about that. Okay. Can that you do that? Fair enough. I appreciate that. Can, can can you find stuff that's, you know, we used to go one to the grocery store and not get honeycombs, but get honeycombs, you oh, know? Oh, yeah, it's just it's, like it. Honey like, blooms. Kind of like it. <laughs> in yeah. a bag. Or we would, you know, you go to the doctor and they're like, well, do you want generic? Oh, yeah, duh. Absolutely. It's the same thing. It doesn't have a pretty label on it. Like, I think it's just a lot of those measures. I think you do need this. I hope you have some sort of mini honeymoon. I hate to hear the story. That is awful. Um, but I think he will listen. Have that conversation with him and let us know how it goes, okay? Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm a huge fan. I love you guys. All right, Carly, have a great day. Let us know, okay? All right, bye. You guys All right. have a great one. You too, bye-bye. <laughs> On the phone right now is Zach, who lives in Arkansas. Hey, Zach, what's up, buddy? Hey, I just wanted to share some positivity and some good news that this show has definitely kept me in a good spirit for over the past few years, so I wanted to share that. All right, please do. All right, so back in April, um, I donated a kidney to a stranger... Uh, in Tennessee, and this stranger just so happened to be a Tennessee football legend. So I just kind of wanted to share that. Thank you for keeping me upbeat to be able to continue to do good. Okay, let me unpeel this onion for a second because you just said a lot of stuff there. First of all, you donated a kidney to a stranger. Like, what part of you, and I admire this about you, what part of you went, dang, I should, like, give up part of my body to somebody else that I don't know? So I'm a PTA, and so I see a lot of sick people, especially like on dialysis and kidney failure, so I I see it firsthand. And I'm fortunate enough to have two healthy kidneys, so I felt that someone needs it more than me, so why not? Wow. And so, again, you know way more about this than I do because I only read news stories, and I'm just astonished in a wonderful way about people who give kidneys up, not even people they love like you did. You just gave it to somebody that – could have been anyone, but one kidney. Are you telling me that one kidney is fine to live on and you're not concerned? I am not concerned. Research shows and the doctors have told told me and I've read that I can live a very happy, quality life with just one kidney. So what does that do to you physically? Are you not able to do the things that you were able to do beforehand or are you still 100%? Um, I feel 100%. I feel, like, I feel like I'm recovered enough over the past like two to three months that nothing bothers me. I was told that I can't joined boxing, which I didn't box before, so I guess that works out. Wow, he donated a kidney to a stranger. And That's then how, amazing. How do you know who the stranger is? Is sometimes is it anonymous, sometimes not? Like when do they go? Hey, so, your your guy is Jim. So this one I applied specifically for this individual. I had seen a social media post uh, about two years ago, and I just so happened to apply, and they called me to match, and so I did all the blood blood work, and I did match. And do you know you know who the guy is? Can you say who he is? I can. Um, uh, he's, he's a really cool guy. His name is Albert Hainsworth, and I, I will give him anything he needs. 
I know who Albert Hainsworth is when he played with the Redskins. He played at Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I saw the story of Albert Hainsworth going, hey, I just got a kidney from somebody. I saw this in the news. You're the guy that gave him the kidney? I guess you could say I'm the guy. You, no, no, you are the guy. <laughs> like, wow. That's crazy. Hmm. That on April 15th, Hainsworth underwent a successful kidney transplant at Vanderbilt University Medical Center. The former All-Pro defensive tackle who played 10 years in the league announced in July 19th he was battling kidney failure and is in dire need of a new one. He sought donors. And so, Zach, let me ask you this. Like, Albert Hainsworth is a big guy, just a massive dude. Are you a big dude? Do kidneys have to match sizes? No, kidneys don't have to match sizes. He, he probably stands a good two feet taller than me, so... So do you now have his text message to be like, hey, do I need tickets to to, to Tennessee game? or <laughs> No comment. <laughs> wow. Okay, this guy, Zach, is in the news here. Yeah, there's his last name. I can tell Zach's last name. The donor, we'll call him Zach Nickel. <laughs> That's funny. A physical therapist assistant who drove seven hours from Arkansas to donate his healthy left kidney effectively saved Hainsworth's life. Wow. Wow, Zach, this is really great. I see a picture of you. Look at this guy. I wow. see him in the news. Wow. Well, it, thank you. Thank you. That's like I, positivity I've learned like from the show over the few years has definitely helped me with this process. So thank you. Thank you, team. Where do you live in Arkansas? Uh, I currently live in Crossit, Arkansas. I, I know Crossit. I, I very mean, small town. Yeah, no, I know Crossit. I'm from a very small town, too. Wow, wow, wow. Well, Zach, listen, we're going to put you on hold. Let's hook Zach up with some Pimp Joy stuff. Yeah, no, we can do that. Well, also, I was just going to say, by him calling in and sharing the story, I mean, I know it was already in the news, but then now it's like being revisited and like people are hearing it and he may be encouraging even just one person listening right now to go get tested to see if they're a match for a stranger, which is crazy. That's exactly right. Thank, thank you. Well, let yeah. me ask you this, Zach, because someone may hear this and go, well, Zach's probably just a big fan of Albert Hainsworth. Did no. you try to donate your kidney before Albert Hainsworth? Yes, I did actually. I, I tried two times, and both times I was a match, but it just it just so just so happened it didn't work out. I mean, I'm looking at this picture of Zach, good looking fella. Kind of looks like, hmm, kind of looks like Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, Imagine wow. Jake Gyllenhaal donating a kidney. That's our boy. There would Zach be a movie here. about That's it. That's right. That, yeah. Zach, did you expect to make the news? My only expectations was just do something nice for somebody. If if other stuff came out of it, that was just bonus. Well, Zach, we're going to put you on hold wow, to get your info Zach. and send you some stuff, but that is, uh, that's fantastic, man. And hey, scroll up, Mike. I'll give out Zach's Instagram. I know you probably didn't care, but. Uh, oh, it's okay. It's uh, all public. All right. Pack Zenny, P A C K Z E N N Y. Because his name is Zach Penny. Yeah, I get it. But oh, I get it. But Pack Zenny. Um, all right, Zach, there you go. Hey, thanks for the call, man. That was, that was pretty Crazy. cool. You are a good dude. Hey, you tried three. He kept hey, trying. Man. He kept trying. Yeah. All right, Zach. Appreciate you, bud. Stay on hold, okay? Hey, thank you. What a story. I've tried not to ask, and I wasn't going to ask you how the dress fitting went with Caitlin, because I know you went, Amy. But then you send me a note going, I know you're not supposed to know, but I know how it went. And what do you expect? You're like, you're like throwing crumbs at me to follow the trail just to get nothing back. All I'm going to say is she had to do a walkthrough at the alterations place, yeah. and other girls were there getting their dresses altered for whatever event they have going on. And people stopped what they were doing and looked. And there was this cute little girl there as well. And I mean, I think her jaw dropped. Like she was seeing a princess walk through the little alterations area. So (sighs) it was pretty stunning, I must say. And I think I've been assigned a job. So I'm glad I was there to learn how to do it. What is your job? Well, I, can't, I don't want to tell you because it might give away no. something about the dress. But let's just say I have a responsibility. Well, Kaylin had to move her. I know you're not telling me, but Kaylin had to move her sister's train, trail, mm-hmm. whatever that's called. Yeah. 
And so, well, there's two of us. Like our, our what other the? friends. There's two of you. Well, what our other friends die <laughs> walking down the friend, aisle. Our other friend Stephanie, she has one role, and then I have a very important role of like pinching. So I just have to remember to pinch and hold. And then Steph, Steph will do the rest. <laughs> Am I going to cry when I see her? You make the call right now. I mean, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I think so too, because anytime I try to talk about it out loud, I mean, I was guest hosting the talk yesterday on CBS. I'll be on again today if you guys want to watch that show. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know what time it comes on. Like, <laughs> Amy, I didn't know it was live yesterday while I was doing it. Oh, yeah. I thought they recorded it and then shipped it out and people ran it whenever they wanted to. And all of a sudden, I'm getting texts on my phone. I'm like, how are they watching some sort of feed, in-house feed of this show? Turns out, I was live. But I'd mentioned Caitlin and how um, I'd always only found value in my, like, what what I've done in my career and how, you know, she has been the only one to be like, hey, you have you have more value than this. You have to start looking yourself in the mirror and be like, hey, I'm, I'm valuable as a person, too, and I'm worthy to be loved. And, you know, the stuff that she tells me all the time. And I was talking about that and I almost started crying on the dang show. So I stopped talking. I was like, over to you, Bill. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to be a mess. Well, then, yeah, I would say 100% you're going to cry. But you're telling me, I mean, just to quote you here, Mm -hmm. that people stopped in their tracks when she walked out. Yes. And that Jaws, you literally said Jaws dropped. A little, yes, a little girl's jaw dropped, and she was like, wow. I could tell she was kind of having a moment where she's like, oh, a princess. And then uh, I think once she walked back into this one area where we were waiting because that's where you can change and do the actual alteration stuff, and one woman that was out there was like, have her walk back again. <laughs> like She was getting well, asked to do it again, do it again. I'm putting myself through training in case you guys are wondering where I'm imagining the scenario and keeping myself from being emotional. Like I'm putting myself, I'm envisioning that spot. Uh, Yeah. Because I want to be able to actually read my vowels, which I'm worried I'm not going to be able to. So I'm going to make two versions. One that's the long version and one that I go, I'm just happy you're here and then pass it over to her. You cannot, that cannot be your vowels. Well, if I'm bawling my face off and I can't communicate, and this is not the same thing, but I've only ever been super emotional publicly like about people like when my at my mom's funeral I couldn't even talk when I was reading her eulogy because I wrote one and I was given and I, but I yeah, just but you know, were able to do it yeah but I cried so hard and I'm gonna cry but then there was levity because one of your family members cell phones rang and it was like some funny song in the middle yeah I'm gonna tell you it was Jim Croce I'm in there I'm giving my mom's eulogy mm-hmm. and then somebody's phone goes and he's bad bad Leroy Brown <laughs> baddest man in the whole dang town mm-hmm. and so I need Eddie I need your cell phone to be sent on Jim Croce <laughs> so if I start yeah, I, but I want it to be. You don't tug on Superman's cape. <laughs> then you don't spit in the wind. Yeah, I'm just gonna need something to get through because I already get emotional thinking about it now, and I, that's not me. That's not my. That's not my brand, Amy. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I think it's fine. It is your wedding day. Uh, okay. Can we? Let's do this. Can we make a deal that no, when we come back, you guys can't make fun of me. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we don't make fun of Lunchbox, and he cried. <laughs> no, but you do. He denies it. I will yeah, cry open. Yeah, but I didn't cry, so, I mean, if you can prov- uh-huh. prove me, provide evidence, then we're good. And Bobby's going to cry like a baby, and we're going to make fun of him for years to come. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Um, thank you, Amy, for the heads up. Yeah, you're welcome. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. David Medic is a Publix grocery store manager in Helena, Alabama. A woman named Miss Sharon was shopping for the first time in months because of the pandemic, and she became very weak. David and his team rushed to Miss Sharon's side, and after determining it wasn't a medical emergency, they asked what she wanted to do next. 
She said she wanted to get her stuff and go home. So David made it happen. They got her groceries. They checked her out. Then he drove her home himself. An employee followed them. Then they took our groceries inside for her. They made sure she was okay before returning to work. They even set Sharon up with an Instacart. So now, instead of going to the grocery store, she can get them delivered if she doesn't feel like headed out. Amazing. But he works at the store and was like, I got you. I'll take you home. Yeah. And then an employee followed, like trailed to pick him up and take him back. I mean, that is above and beyond. David Medic, who works at Publix, I hope you won. You get some sort of bonus or something. Because that's a lot of free publicity here. Yeah, it is. We're doing something good. And then uh, the, to the employee, eh, good on you too, I guess. They're yeah. following. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. What's happening, friends? Thank you guys for hanging out. I mean, I hope you guys are having an awesome day. Let's go over and catch up on the big stories. Bobby's Big Stories. Amy, did you see the Tour de France as they're all riding their bikes and that woman's got the sign out and the cyclist hits her and then crashes all the other cyclists? Did you see that in the news no, by any chance? I Eddie, did you? Totally of course. That. I saw it on TikTok. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, I've seen it on the new. We talked about it yesterday on that the talk I'm doing on CBS as well. And so imagine you're just holding a sign. And Amy, they, these cyclists ride down this road. There are no guardrails. Oh, yeah. No, it's insane. To keep the pe- And it's wild that they're not keeping the people off the road. I mean, I think they need, like when I bowl, if I really want to bowl a good game, I have them put those little rails up. (laughs) I think they need those rails in these places where humans can get out. Because she hit one cyclist and they're so packed that they all tumbled into each other. Well, now they told her, hey, we could fine you a couple thousand bucks. You could spend a year in jail. That's that's worst case scenario. I don't think they should put her in jail because I don't think she was trying to hurt anybody. But now she's fleed the country. She she ran. She ran like she stole something. <laughs> Man. I mean, I get it. I don't know if she's from there, but I'm thinking if I was in another country and I caused an incident, I would probably try to leave too before well, I get stuck her, there. Her sign was lame though, meaning it wasn't like a big message of like, let's change the world. It was like, hi, grandpa. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> well, I'm sure that was special for her grandpa. No, no. I think you're missing what I'm saying. Oh. It wasn't like some message that, like a protester will risk themselves oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in a room. And if they get arrested, that's it. Or if a protester or somebody was going to hold a sign <laughs> and they hit cyclists, fine. She was just shouting out her papa. She was just trying to. Yeah. That it, is a bummer. But they've got to put rails up. You know, back in the day, Monica Sellis got stabbed by a fan, the tennis player. Like a fan walked down and stabbed her, in the, like literally stabbed her. And so you got to keep people away from the, the cyclists, the tennis players, the baseball players. Mm-hmm. And the ones that do do that, you've got to make an example out of them. Unless they flee the country like her. Who knows where she is? She did like the business of those feet and ran out of there. Yeah. I, I wonder if after that happened, she like slowly backed away. Like, how do you get out? Right? Yeah. Do you start whistling? <laughs> Nothing to see here. Because you know there's quite the commotion right where that happens. Are you able? Do you sprint out? Do you do like sometimes in these movies like Fast and Furious? Do you like just put a hat on and just walk off with the rest of the people? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was picturing. Uh, another story. The FAA continues to stress that it's a federal crime to shoot a gun at any drone or harass anyone flying a drone. As long as drones aren't snooping in people's backyards or flying in a closed off airspace, they're allowed to fly and take pictures. The FAA made the statement in response to drones continue to be shot down. Here's the thing. If someone's flying over my yard... I will shoot the drone. I will shoot the drone. Now yeah, they're, say- they're, on your they're saying that here too. They're saying as long as they're not snooping in people's backyards. But if I thought I heard a drone the other day, matter of fact, I was out, I was working out, I was outside, and I heard, 
And so I got a little suspicious. We've had some suspicious stuff happening anyway. Got a little suspicious. Thought about going to get the gun. Then realized they were doing some road work across the street. Oh, <laughs> it's a jackhammer. It wasn't a drone at all. <laughs> Do you think was- you could shoot up and aim and hit a drone with a gun? I think I have a good shot because of the kind of shot I would use. I would use like bird shot or something with a big spread. Okay. I wouldn't take a rifle out and try to hit it with a single bullet mm-hmm. or a handgun. I would take a 12 gauge and use like some turkey shot or not even buckshot, but I would use something like that with, with a good spread, hopefully. As you can see, I've thought a little bit about this. <laughs> yes, you have. I've got different shells yeah. in the house. A woman in St. Petersburg, Florida with the last name Booze crashed into a Taco Bell sign as a result of her being drunk. The smoking gun reports how the 34-year-old woman, first name Kanisha, Kanisha Booze, first crashed into an unsuspecting tree and then a Taco Bell sign before fleeing the scene. Booze was released from jail after posting a $1,700 bond. Booze. Her booze. Booze was drunk driving. I mean, <laughs> that made the news. Yeah. It's the dumbest story. Glad everyone's okay. But that made the news. All right, there you go. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. All right, let's play One Has to Go. Okay, I'll, I'll name you three things. Amy, Eddie, pick the one that has to go. Like, you, you have to eliminate one of them, okay? Okay. Here are the three things American Idol, America's Got Talent, or The Voice. One of them you eliminate forever. I'm going to eliminate <laughs> America's Got Talent. Because I, I saw that on TV the other night, and I was like, this show's still going? This, I bet this gets held against me later in life. Oh, boy. Point. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a yeah. job. Yeah, they're going to be like, hey, we we're going to offer you the... Uh, then we heard this clip. But I'm going to go America's Got Talent if one has to go. Amy? I actually wrote that down before you said it, mainly because I... You and Luke are on American Idol, and then, you know, I don't want Blake Shelton to be out of work, so I chose American Got Talent. American Got Talent? (laughs) America's Got Talent. That may be the reason, I guess, subconsciously I picked it, too, because I'm not connected to that Mm -hmm. one. Yeah. Uh, Eddie? Well, out of the three, there's one I've never seen, and that's America's Got Talent, so let's just get rid of that one. (laughs) Okay, that one leaves. Okay, one has to go. Garth Brooks. Oh. (laughs) What? George Strait. No. Or Johnny Cash. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh wow. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. Now, let me let me talk you guys through this on my, my side. I'm in. Growing up in Arkansas, we didn't have a lot of Arkansans that we could have looked up to as someone who left, was proud, and made a name saying, hey, I'm from Arkansas. And Johnny Cash was one of them because my grandmother was so proud of him. So I have to leave Johnny Cash in. And Garth Brooks is the greatest of all time. So I eliminate George Strait. And he didn't call us. And he didn't call us whenever Eddie walked 100 miles. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Amy? Whatever. Um, I have to eliminate Johnny Cash. Bye. Wow. <laughs> Eddie? Look, man, I'm not mad. I promise you, I'm not mad. <laughs> yes, y'all are. You're eliminating but George, too. I am definitely disappointed that he wasn't at the finish line, didn't call anything during my walk. So, George, I'm sorry. You got to get out of here. Okay. Wow. Let's do a couple more. You guys I like mean, this think game? about it. Without George, that entire walk, all that money raised would have never happened. I'm still, I'm not mad. I'm not mad, but. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Next up, Dolly Parton, Shania Twain, or Reba. I just do not like this segment, but okay. I know, this segment sucks. Okay, here we go. <laughs> um, This one's easy for me. Oh, can I tell you guys a funny story? Yes. Sure. So uh, I'm going to tell you, I eliminate Shania Twain. Then I'm going to tell you the story. Because you can get no better than Dolly and Reba. Shania's awesome. She wouldn't be in this category, but she's not Reba or Dolly. That being said, I was at the Opry last week, 
and I was doing a thing with Reba. And for those that don't know, I've performed at the Opry 15, 20 times. I host a TV show. I produce a TV show about the Opry with the, the Opry is very much in my blood. It has been since my grandmother made me watch it as a kid. And I say made me because I was always like, why do I want to watch this show? But then it was what we did. And I love it for that because when it came off TV, we'd listen on the radio. We watch it on TNN. We listen. That being said, I'm, and it's always been my dream to be a member of the Grand Ole Opry at some point for being like a comedian, um, like host, announce, whatever it is, whatever they want to put me in there, great. And so I'm on stage and they go, okay, we need you to go out and do like five minutes of material as Reba does a, a clothes change because she shot her segment for the Opry. She was going to go change clothes. She was going to come out and shoot a segment for NBC and some 4th of July special. And so they, they say, hey, go out and do five minutes of just comedy material. I was like, great, no problem. So I go out and I got my earpiece in. And I'm like, oh, I'm telling jokes. I'm talking to the crowd a little bit. Just happy the Opry's back in full. Well, and they, they hit me in the mirror. They say, hey, we need you. We need to extend it a little bit. I'm like, all right. They said, give us three more minutes. Well, three minutes is a lot for just to stand on stage. and get, So I'm like, okay, no problem. So what was five minutes turned into, I believe, 18 minutes. So they're just like, hey, keep extending, keep extending, keep, keep. So it was 18 minutes of material. When I do an Opry set, it's only 11 minutes. So I had to be up there for 18 minutes and I'm telling jokes. Luckily, I was feeling pretty good. I was on. And so Reba comes out and I know Reba a little bit. Thank God. She's the greatest. And she comes up and she puts her hand on my shoulder as I've been, um, you know, feeling. And for a brief moment, I thought she was going to invite me to be a member of the Opry. Oh. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Yeah. And you know what she said? Hey, you're funny. Thanks for killing time. Uh, but oh I thought, gosh. Amy, I tensed up. My butt cheeks tensed up. I was like, oh my God, this is it. Oh my God, this is it. The dream I've been waiting for my whole life. And she put her hand on my shoulder and went, hey, thanks. That's pretty funny. Thanks for feeling. <laughs> Are people gonna... always, I mean, is that how it is? It always like a yes. big surprise. surprise. Like always a big surprise. They, obviously they're there, but they, and they're performing or whatever, but they don't know when it's actually going to happen. Correct. Okay. And I thought, <laughs> I didn't think it was coming, but when she wouldn't stop walking toward me in slow motion, I was like, oh my God, this is it. And they got me. I haven't had a little thing where I was like, they got me. I thought I never get got. And, it, and, and golly, they got me. And then she put her, and her hand slowly reached up from my shoulder. And I was like, oh boy, this is it. And I started imagining my face because I wanted the pictures to be good of oh me getting God. invited to the Opry. <laughs> and so I got a big smile on my face. And I'm standing tall so not to get lost. And she goes, you're funny. And I'm like, yeah, and? Okay, I'll sing now. I'm like, what? And then I walked off and I know all the opera people. And they were like, hey, great job, man. We're sorry about that. And I'm like, but you guys didn't invite me. <laughs> <laughs> I told Caitlin, she thought it was hilarious. Um Okay, so I eliminate Shania Twain. Go ahead. I, I also eliminate Shania Twain. Yeah. Eddie? Yeah, Reba, Dolly, those are legends. Shania, you're just not there yet. You're out. She's as close as it gets, though. Yeah, but no. Out of the three, you got to get rid of one of them. Shania. Yeah. I think Shania would eliminate herself, too, honestly, against the other two. All right, let's do a couple more. Alan Jackson, Brooks and Dunn, Oof. Tim McGraw. Ooh. Oh. Gosh, man, this is tough. I know. What do you got? Okay. You want me to go first? <laughs> sure. You do this one. Oh, my gosh. I guess I go Alan Jackson. This is just too Eddie? hard. Yeah, Bones. I'm going to have to go Alan Jackson. I love Tim, and I love Brooks and Dunn, so sorry, Alan. This is hard for you, though. What are you going to well, do? Well, first of all, Brooks and Dunn will never be eliminated. I, I, yeah, there's no chance, right? But it's like, uh, <laughs> This is tough. I eliminate Alan Jackson, too. And, and yeah, I eliminate it. So, Brooks, okay, one more. Christmas 
Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is ridiculous. Okay. Your birthday. The birth of Jesus. Or right? 4th of July. Oh, okay. Got easy. It's the birth of Jesus, the birth of you, or the birth of America. <laughs> it's up to you guys. So if we eliminate the birth of us, it's like we don't, not, we don't exist. Well, now you're going all back to the future on us where you fade off in the picture. <laughs> okay. It erases. All right. I'm here. I'm, um, I'm, I'm going to eliminate 4th of July. Yeah. Amy? I, I too eliminate 4th of July. Eddie? I think America will forgive us on this. You just got to get rid of 4th of July. Like, yeah. out of those two, you got to get rid of them. All right. And that is how we play One Has to Go. Now, did you like that, though? No. No, it was terrible. <laughs> you didn't like that game? No. I mean, it's fine, but I don't like having to pick between people that are still alive. But it's a, you don't think that's entertaining? Sure. I don't you know. know. You'll have you, to ask the listeners. Listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us, please. Here's my cell phone. I'm going to turn it on. There's a website called The Thrillist. They put out... The greatest movie quotes of the 21st century. So that would be when, from when? From, from 2000s to now? 2000s to now, right. Yes. Good, because remember, Ooh. 2000s, 21st century. Mm-hmm. 1990s, 20th, 20th century. century. Okay. Here we go. I'll play you a clip. Write your answer down. See if you can name the movie. Here's number one. Mm-hmm. That is from the year 2000. On the count of three, say your answer. One, two, three. Castaway. Good. Everybody gets a point. You're still in the game. Here's number two. Are you going to eat your tots? You're going to eat your tots. From 2004. Are you going to eat your tots? Everybody feel good about that one? Yes. Yeah, great. One, two, three. Napoleon Napoleon Dynamite. Dynamite. Very good. They'll get a little harder as we go. Number three. Napoleon Dynamite! Volunteer as tribute. From 2012. I volunteer as tribute. Greatest movie quotes of the 20th century. Here we go. One, two, three. The Hunger Hunger Games. Games. Good. Number four. What is this? A center for ants. Okay, thank you. From 2001. And I will tell you this. This is one of the funnier scenes in a funny movie <laughs> of the, 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 the century. Okay. <laughs> whatever we're playing here. Whatever dumb. Play it again. I'm... Here it is again. What is this? A center for ants. I'm going to go to you one by one on this one. Lunchbox? Well, at first I had Ant-Man. Uh, and then you said 2001. I don't know what Ant-Man is, but I feel like that's not there. So I put Zoolander because of Ben Stiller's voice. You recognize Ben Stiller's voice there? Yeah. Wow. Eddie? Never seen it, but I put Zoolander down. I've never seen Eddie. it either. It's Zoolander. So funny, and that's what it is, because he shows him a, a, a small, mo- the mock-up, like the, the model. A model, yeah. And he's like, this is what you're building? A center for ants? <laughs> <laughs> okay, name this one. Dear, eight pound, six ounce, newborn infant Jesus. What? 2006. Here it is again. Dear, eight pound, six ounce, Newborn infant Jesus. I know Lunchbox got this one. He's sitting up tall yeah, right I feel now. Good about this really? He's sitting up tall. Yeah, he's sitting up tall quick. <laughs> I feel good about this one, baby. Oh, I don't know this one. Oh, Mr. Movie Guy. 2006. What? Let's go one at a time. Um, I always like to go to the vulnerable one first. Eddie? I don't know this one. Pineapple Express. Oh, my gosh. Hey, have fun sitting out, buddy. <laughs> no. <laughs> not right at all, That's, man. I'm shocked, Eddie. Oh, man. Amy? Talladega Nights. Yeah. Lunchbox? Um, Talladega Nights. The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. Woo! That is correct. Never seen it. Eddie? What? 
You've never gone. seen that? You've never yeah. seen That's no. Shake and Bake? No, never. Oh, Shake and Bake. Yeah. Is that a thing Shake and Bake, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, so good. All right, Lunchbox and Amy are left. The greatest movie quotes of the 21st century. Here's the next one. If you're a bird, I'm a bird. From 2004. Uh-huh. If you're a bird, I'm a bird. Oh, if you're a bird, I'm a bird. What? Amy won. Get him, Amy. She's smiling at me like, I got it. She well, turned, you just did to her what you did to Eddie. Yeah, last, get him, Amy. Last she just question. turned to me and said, ha, I got it. She does have it. Uh, if you're a bird, I'm a bird. If you're a bird, I'm a bird. Can you recognize that voice? Like, mm-hmm. No, I can't. Because I was surprised you nailed Ben Stiller. Ugh. Play one more time, Ray. If you're a bird, I'm a bird. Man, I can't recognize that noise at all. Because uh. you combine noise and voice and say noise. Yep, I did. <laughs> okay. Good catch. I figured. All right, Lunchbox. I put Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> Amy? Um, That is The Notebook. That is The Notebook. Oh, that's Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Amy, for fun, you are the winner, then we'll uh. play your song. See if you can name this one. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? It's like... Well, I don't know. I didn't think this came out in the 2000s. It's one of those. It's 2000. Oh, really? Is yeah. that Braveheart? No, it's no, Gladiator. It's... Okay, Man, one, of those. one Yeah. Here's the next one. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Finding Nemo. Correct. Here's this one. Hey. What? I just want to take another look at you. One more time. Hey. What? I just want to take another look at you. Wow, no idea. Star is born. Oh. Mm-hmm. And then finally, number 10. You're my boy, Blue! Eddie, you've seen that one. Oh, I've seen this okay. one. This is uh, great. Mm-hmm. Go again. You're my boy, Blue! I don't know. Friday Night Lights? Mm-mm, old school. You're my boy, Blue! <laughs> <laughs> Blue's the old guy. Hey, play her song. She does win there. There's your champion, Amy. Great job. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. A man was in the driveway, sitting in the car, waiting for his wife to go to dinner. She's taking too long, so he beep, 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 beep on the horn. Neighbor comes out and says, quit honking your horn. And he goes, beep, 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 beep. Neighbor pulls out the gun and fires four shots at him. Oh, I wonder what kind of gun it was. And also wonder if he was shooting at the human body in the car or if he's shooting in the air or something. Or even, I've always wanted one time in my life to shoot out a tire. <laughs> like the movies? Just because you see it a lot. And I don't want to do it all the time, but I think one time that would be cool. <laughs> Just take it, take a shot at it. Yeah, so what happens to the neighbor for shooting at his neighbor? Uh, he's charged with aggravated assault, simple assault, and recklessly endangering another person. Mm. Any sort of HOA fine? Because I would get those all the time for <laughs> any kind of crap I did wrong in my neighborhood. It doesn't say if the HOA got involved. All right, there you go. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. <laughs> Hope you guys have a good day. Amy, what's happening with you today? Um, I think I have a dentist appointment. I can't remember. I need to go get... I had some things fixed, and I just need to go make sure that my bite is good. But the good news is I don't think I have to wear a, a night guard anymore. Wow. Which is like... A huge deal because I've had to wear one for years because I grind so much. But I guess some adjustments that we made like help with my bite, and now I don't have to. I don't have to wear a mouth guard, which is. I mean, I've I've never liked doing that. What do you have going on? I'm going back to host the talk in a second. I just a little bit. I go over there. Um, so it'll be at. I didn't know I was live. I told you guys I went on that show yesterday. <laughs> thought they were recording it. Thought they were going to just edit some stuff out, and they didn't. I was live. So I guess I'm going to be live today. It's at 1 o'clock Central, so that would be 2 o'clock Eastern, right? Yep. Who knew? So anyway, I'm guest hosting that show. Yeah, 2, East, two Eastern, 1 Central. Um, 
And yesterday, I wore a suit, and I get there, and nobody else was in a suit. Oh, no. I'm like, well, it's like first day of school, right? I'm like, well, they invited me to come co-host, and so I'm going to go, and I'm going to make sure I don't underdress. Because even worse than overdressing is underdressing. And so I wore a nice suit, didn't wear a tie, though, and I sat down, and I met the other people that were hosting the show, and Bill Bellamy was up there, and he was in, like, some cool jeans and, like, a cool, like, leather jacket. And I was like, well... And then another one of the hosts, Cheryl, came up, was in jeans. And I mean, I look like the banker hanging out with a bunch of people that were hanging out. And so I'm not going to wear a suit today. So you can watch and I will not be in a suit. Are That's you going drastic, though? Or like you going to go like biker now? Well, no, I'm, I'm going to wear a tank top. <laughs> no, no tanky. <laughs> no. no, I'm just going to look a little cooler. But uh, the show's fun. I, have, I had a good time. And they let me promote Breaking Bobby Bones. So... That's the reason that I uh, wanted to come over here and do it. So that, that's it. Uh, by the way, Breaking by Bones this Saturday, no, this Sunday, excuse me, uh, Ralph is on who served our country in Afgan- Afghanistan, lost both of his legs, were blown off by an IED, and he learned how to play sled hockey. Never played hockey before, and they won a gold medal. And it's his story of serving and he, even being suicidal and figuring out a way to, to fight back. And it's me telling his story and then playing sled hockey with him. But, man, what a guy. If you, uh, you want to... Check out the ep- episodes. They're on Amazon. That one will be on Sunday on Nat Geo. Um, but yeah, that's it. See you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Bobby Bones. Yeah.